My name is Maggie. I am 30 years old. My name is Stan. I am 35 years old. My name is Aaron. I'm 37 years old. My name is Cece. I'm 44 years old. My name is Laura. I'm 37 years old. My name is Shannon. I'm 48 years old. My name is Trish. I'm 49 years old. I'm Ellen. I'm 41 years old. My name is Karen. I am 50 years old. My name is Kathleen. I am 60 years old. I am an adult Irish dancer. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It is week four of the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. My name is Jenny Clark. I am your host. So happy to be here, as always. I don't know about you. I've had a heck of a week as far as Irish dancing. Um, It's been a tough one, and I feel like I may have jinxed myself, actually. I have a fesh coming up tomorrow here in Michigan in the USA. It is the Michigan April Fool's Open Fesh. Sponsored by the Shannon Irish Dance Academy. They are located here in Rochester Hills, Michigan. And I am dancing in it along with the dancers that I teach. I'm really excited. I have two dancers dancing tomorrow that have never danced in a live competition before. Never danced in a live fesh. Obviously, they started dancing right before the pandemic. And they've done a couple of digital feshes, but this will be their first in person. And I am so excited about it. And I don't know why I keep competing. To be totally honest with you, I feel like it's some sort of uh, accountability for myself to keep practicing and keep trying to get better. I'm in prelim champs and I was practicing on Monday. And I think a lot of adult Irish dancers can relate to this, but you know, you want to practice before a fesh, but you don't want to practice practice too much. Unfortunately, we can't practice like we could when we were kids. I remember practicing, I mean, an hour a night in the weeks before a fesh in my parents' garage. And now I think back to that, and that's just mind-blowing to me that my body could actually do that without falling apart. But I was practicing on Monday night. I built like a a pseudo, and I say pseudo as in very loosely, uh, a dance studio in my basement here. Um, I put down some flooring. It's not a sprung floor or anything like that. It's more like a gym floor. But there's a hole in the cement floor underneath the dance floor. And uh, I was practicing my hornpipe and I slammed my foot right into that hole and rolled my ankle. I actually rolled the ankle that I broke last year. Um, This time last year, I had just gotten out of a a walking boot. It was a totally non-dance related injury. I actually broke my foot in Hawaii. Not a bad place to break anything, but nevertheless, I was on a whale watching boat and we hit a huge wave. It was a very choppy day out on the ocean and I was not holding on tight enough and I went flying across the deck and ended up fracturing my talus. And I was in a walking boot for about two and a half months and I did a a few digital feshes last year. None of them were very good. I'll be honest with you. I think the, um, the broken confidence is probably the worst part, in my opinion, about coming back dancing as an adult Irish dancer from an injury. And, uh, you know, I rolled my ankle on Monday and I'm still, I am not sure if I'm going to be able to dance tomorrow, if it's smart to dance. Like a lot of people, I am all about taping it up and going for it and, you know, popping some ibuprofen and just doing it and dealing with the consequences later. But the older I get, the more I'm realizing that that's a really bad idea. 
So I have a funny feeling I'm not going to know probably until a couple of hours before my competition tomorrow. Luckily, mine is at like five in the afternoon. All my dancers are in the morning and the beginning, which is great. Get them out of the way. I can be there to support them. And then I can decide later in the day if I'm up to dancing. But it's just so ironic because I had already planned on talking about adult Irish dance injuries on the podcast this week. And then I went and injured myself on Monday. So, you know, I I try to live as real to this podcast as I possibly can. But yeah, I think it's really important to talk about injuries as adult Irish dancers. Because like I said, I think one of the biggest and hardest challenges is not always the physical limitations, but the mental limitations. I know that for me in the last year, I haven't placed well really in any of the fashions I've competed in. And I know it's it's mental. I, I just don't trust myself yet. I'm paranoid about hurting my foot again, and it's fully healed. I did some physical therapy, probably not as much as I should have. I lost my health insurance late last year, um, which is a very uniquely American problem. And I don't know if you've ever tried to go to physical therapy without insurance, but it's very pricey. There was a, a time that I uh, strained my calf muscle, and that happened during a fesh. It was my very first dance, and I came down in my reel and heard something pop and strained my calf muscle and went to physical therapy for that. And at the time, I also didn't have insurance, and I had to like literally budget quite a bit of money. I mean, it was like $300 a week to go to physical therapy to get this fixed, and I don't regret it at all, but... I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't do more physical therapy for my broken foot. Although I don't know if that would have helped my confidence. I really don't. I feel like that's the biggest thing in my way right now is telling myself, yes, you can still do this, but do it carefully. And I think that's the hardest part is finding that middle ground of, yes, you can dance, just don't overdo it. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily apply to adult Irish dancers with injuries either. I think that applies to adult Irish dancers in general. You know, we all know that we are not as young as we used to be and that we have to be careful when we do stuff in Irish dance. We talked about coming back from injury this week on Facebook with the adult Irish dancers. Evelyn says, I fractured my foot while in dance class. I was studying jazz at the time. We were on a rubber floor. I will never dance on rubber again. I also get shin splints regularly. Also, my knees go out. I had that happen in the middle of a performance. I iced it during intermission, had to warm it back up before going on. I constantly dance with a little athletic tape. It goes a long way. Fern says, broke my foot, fifth metatarsal in class, landing a jump wrong. Confidence took twice as long to heal. This is what I'm saying. And I, I like I feel Fern's comment so deeply about I think a, a lot of the healing is mental, and that's just as important as the physical healing. Bridget says, stress fracture in my foot that is healed still causes pain here and there. I went to a specialist. They found tons of other issues in that foot. Nowhere near the injury that should be causing pain but isn't. My Achilles tendon always hurts after dancing or running. And that looked perfect on scans. I'm convinced they scanned the wrong one at this point. My right knee also hurts most days. And that also looks perfect to multiple doctors. Sarah says, repeated massive sprains to my right ankle and then a break to my fifth metatarsal. Amanda says, I sprained my left ankle three times. The third time, I actually moved the tendon and irritated my extra navicular bone. Told next time I injure it, I will need surgery. That's so scary because I feel like we all 
are worried about that and we know it's coming. And I, I think we all still push ourselves regardless. I, I don't know about you. I push myself when I shouldn't. Melissa says, I brought the wrong gaffer's tape and it was super slippery. Slipped and fell on my face at class. I went down so fast I couldn't even break my fall. My Oh my gosh. My teeth went through my lower lip. I have a little scar right underneath my lip. I also have a little internal crack across my two front teeth. My lip was swollen and black and blue for a while. It bled a little too when it first happened. Oh my gosh. That's like my worst nightmare is, you know, an injury in front of a lot of people. Like the only injury I ever had in front of a lot of people was during that fesh when I strained my calf muscle. And luckily you couldn't see it. You know, I could feel it, but they couldn't see it. I can't imagine like bleeding in front of people. And while you know they're worried about you, you're still embarrassed. Like it's just a natural emotion to have. Jamie said, repeatedly sprained ankles from anything and everything have left my ankles weak and they can get a bit stabby if I'm not careful. I don't always brace, but if they're feeling stabby, I do. The worst injuries, though, have been a ruptured ACL in my left knee and a torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus in my other knee, both from separate non-Irish dance-related injuries. But recovery time for each surgery was nine-plus months. It's hard to come back from them and still have the strength and stamina to Irish dance to the fullest extent I'd like. And even if I have the physical ability to dance, rebuilding the confidence in those knees is incredibly hard post-trauma. I try not to brace the knees unless I need to, Because depending on the brace's bulkiness, if it has hinges, it can make my knees feel huge, which gets in the way of Irish dance. Patty, one of my adult Irish dancers, says I blew my ACL 29 years ago in a non-dance related accident. I've struggled through four surgeries since then. Now I'm dealing with advanced arthritis in that knee. I have good and bad days, but I keep on dancing. It's a creative way to stay fit. We're going to talk to Patty later on on the podcast today about her coming back from her injuries, because obviously that's one of the hardest things to do in Irish dance. Lisa says, knees, terrified it was arthritis, but after some PT found out it's patella femoral. I can't train that hard, so sometimes my practice work is visualizing and talking through steps over the music. I'm glad she said that because it's kind of what I've been doing this week instead of physically practicing because um, I taught dance on Tuesday and I tried, we, we kind of did a fesh practice with my dancers. So I wanted them to get used to dancing to somebody who's not doing their steps. And of course I did my hornpipe next to them and that was a huge mistake and I'm hurting from it. So I've been kind of visualizing my steps all week in the event that I do actually compete this Saturday. Meg says, torn right Achilles, torn left meniscus, broke fifth metatarsal, multiple broken toes, fallen arch right foot, torn fibular tendon, torn quad, not doing Irish dance though. That's all I can think of right now. But honestly, the thing that has hurt me most and held me back is the pain from my bunion. I've never had one of those and I'm so glad I don't. She says, I don't even count sprains on this list. Throw a good half dozen of those here. Emily says, I have bone marrow edema in my ankle. Basically, it feels like the bone swells and then it pinches my soft tissue when I push forward off my toes, whether dancing or just walking. It seems to get better when I'm dancing and warm, but if I don't sit down or don't keep my ankle moving, it swells and feels unstable. It's hard at a fesh when you have to wait between your dances. I have to warm up before every dance unless back to back. I also have plantar fasciitis in the other foot I developed while preparing for Oroctus. Plantar fasciitis is a really, really tough ailment to come back from. And I can say that from personal experience, I was a runner for four years, um, right when I picked up Irish dance again, uh, around like 
Yeah, I picked it up in 2017 again um, after a break, but I had been running for two years at that point, and I was running half marathons, and, and I loved it, but the plantar fasciitis is literally why I had to quit running. It is so incredibly painful, and um, anybody who has it knows that the pain, it's all the time, and, and it's famous for being painful in the morning. Like, when you get out of bed, if you don't stretch your foot, just touching the floor with your foot can be excruciating, and the only way I could get rid of it was to quit running. And that was tough for me because I love running just as much as I love Irish dance. You, you got to know when to say when. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge for all of us adult Irish dancers is know when to say when. And that doesn't necessarily mean quit. We need to listen to our bodies. And it gives me an odd comfort that so many other adult Irish dancers don't listen to their bodies because I'm guilty of it too. I, I mean, raise my hand right now. Absolutely guilty. But we have to listen to our bodies. And I'm going to make that choice tomorrow at the Fesh, whether I dance in prelims or not, whether I'm ready or not. I'm going to tape it up and see how it feels at the end of the day. But, you know, I, I saw a great quote. They said, there will be another fesh. You don't get another ankle. So take care of yourself. So thank you to everybody who chimed in on injuries this week. It's not easy to talk about injuries. Like I said, I know our confidence is bruised and it's it's harder to heal when you're an adult. It takes longer and it can be very frustrating. So thanks to everybody for opening up. I felt less alone this week in the world of Irish dance injuries for sure. Coming up on the podcast, we are going to talk to Patty McLanahan. Patty is an adult Irish dancer from right here in Michigan, and I can't wait to talk to her here on the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. So honored to have my friend Patty McLanahan on the phone with us. Patty, how are you? I am fantastic. How's everyone? Everybody seems to be good. Just came from dance class and the kids are sick of me. So that sounds about right. Another, <laughs> another reason I like teaching adults is uh, adults don't seem to get sick of you as fast as the little kids do. But Yes, and adults get to, uh, you know, beg off because, oh, work is in the way. Exactly. You know, that's that's always the easiest excuse. And I'm with you on that. Patty, tell everybody um, where you live, what you do for a living. Just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I'm live in mid Michigan in a little tiny town called Goodrich. I I've been Irish dancing for about six years. I uh, I'm a nurse practitioner. Uh, I've been that, a nurse practitioner for a couple of years. Before that, I was on um, the floor in a hospital as a, a registered nurse for ten. So before that, I've had many many careers. My patients tell me all the time that it interesting the paths that we take to get to where we are and I think that's true in you know no matter what walk of life we're in and I also think it's true you know how we all came to be adult Irish dancers too oh totally it's it's a great analogy because it really works for both you said you started about six years ago now you started dancing at a school here in mid-Michigan that doesn't exist anymore correct yes Okay. Yes, our teacher moved to another state and uh, we were, uh, I was left without an instructor and that's how I came to find you. Oh, great. And I'm leaving for another state. I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I promise there will be somebody there. I feel like such a jerk. Oh, my gosh. You are not. We love you to death. So, uh, Patty, how did you find interest in Irish dancing as an adult? Because there's a lot of people who, like myself, kind of started when we were a kid, fell off it for a while and came back as an adult. But I love talking to adults who actually started recently. So what made you want to start Irish dancing? 
my kid. <laughs> she she was into, you know, various kinds of dance from the time she was about four. And, you know, did everything from, you know, ballet, tap, jazz, Hawaiian. Oh, my um, gosh. She did, yes. Um, okay. From there, my daughter, you've met her. She's very Irish looking. So oh, she she's is, yeah. <laughs> very pasty. Uh, it was a very interesting Hawaiian uh, outfit because they're bare from, you know, pretty much the tops of their hips to, yep. you know, the bottom of their chest. And Elena reflected the light. Um, it, it, you know, it gave me a lot of joy, but, you know, she didn't appreciate it. Um, but <laughs> when they were in junior high, they had a young lady who was in high school who wanted to earn a little extra money, started a, um, our Irish dance class at the studio here in town. Elena tried it, fell in love, and then the young lady graduated and went to college. So, and then the studio closed. So, we were without an Irish dance. She was without an Irish dance studio. We went looking around, found one, didn't like it, and then went out to uh, Lapeer. It was very warm and welcoming. Elena started doing Irish dance exclusively, fell in love, and I was in nursing school passing board. So it's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> but after I graduated, got my job, I got sucked in. Yep. <laughs> they said, Oh, but that would be so cool if you could dance with your daughter. Yep. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and you actually, you competed with your daughter, Elena, um, at a fest. Was that, I, it wasn't last year. It was 2019, I think, but you guys did yeah. a two hand together. And yeah, Elena, yeah. your daughter is really, really good. But I loved yeah. that. Not only did you guys compete together, but you made both of your dresses, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, that wasn't the first time we've competed together. Every time we compete together, one of the comments always is, you guys seem to look like you're having fun. And it is. The first time we competed against the, with each other, she was a senior in high school. Okay. I had never danced with my daughter before. And, you know, part of me wanted to cry because, you know, it's like, this is the only time I'm going to be able to dance with her before she goes away to college. Aww. And the other part of me was just busting with pride and joy because she is, you know, my pride and joy. And I was able to dance with her. But then every time we've danced together, the judges have always said, you guys look like you really enjoy dancing together. And we always laugh. It's like, well, because we never do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we've, we've competed in that same two hands several times and just have a blast. We don't care how we finish, but we just enjoy ourselves. Well, and that's that's the whole point that, you know, doesn't matter how you place. All that matters is that you had a good time and you gave your best. <laughs> and you guys really do. I mean, you guys almost laughed your way through the two-hand reel. What you didn't know was, okay, so out of the three groups that danced that two-hand, Elena and I were the third duo to go. Yeah. The first group went and we're watching them. And Elena and I, you know, you have that connection because she is my daughter. And she leans her head over to mine and she's like, yeah, we're going to get our asses handed to us. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you guys don't see is just the, the little things that, you know, you don't see it, but we're whispering to each other. And oh, yeah. it was very hard at that point when she said that not to bust out laughing. <laughs> 
And we just, it's like, fine, let's just go. And, you know, we had absolutely nothing to lose. We just we had fun. And that was so fun to watch you guys. Like I said, you could tell you were having fun, and that's that's all that really matters. And I, I love yep. your daughter. Elena's a great dancer, too. She's uh, stopped in on our class a few times. So my next question for you is you are the only dancer I know personally. I think I might know one other, but I've never actually seen him do it. You are mm-hmm. the only dancer I've ever personally known that does Sean Nose. Tell us a little bit about Sean Nose and how you came into doing that and what you like about Sean Nose, the Sean Nose style of Irish dancing. Okay, so Sean Nose is the oldest form of Irish dancing. Um, it's it was actually originally when there was like the dirt floor in the uh, homes over in Ireland, they would pull the top part of the door off of the door and put it on the floor. You had like a yeah, three by three, four by four area to dance. The, the, there would be um, adult beverages on the corners of the door. You had to stay on the door and whatever was left in the glasses when you were finished dancing was yours to consume. Oh, thankfully we don't do that anymore because I have a hard enough time remembering what I'm doing. So, you know, I, um, adult beverages would just ruin that for me, but, um, (laughs) we started doing it at my old school because it was something that everyone could learn together and you do it. It's a hard shoe dance and it, you get everyone on step and banging at the same time, it makes a glorious noise that just shakes the the rafters of the buildings that we were in. Yeah, and that's when I I started learning that. Um, and I like it because it's it's very small. And the, when you talk about Irish dancing, uh, Sean knows it's all about small moves. Yeah. And you have to keep it close to the ground. And it's it's very free form. But if you do it as a group, you have to have a set um, uh, step okay. progression. So, they, you know, it's a, it's a lot of fun when you get a lot of people doing it. But it's also a lot of fun just to do alone or with it, almost like a, um, a round where you have one person doing one step and then another person takes over and does another step. It's, it's sort of like old school jazz. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I didn't make that correlation <laughs> until just now. It so is. And Patty, you're, it's very you're so good at it. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. No, and you are you are so good at it, and I love watching you do it. Patty actually did it for our virtual St. Patrick's Day show uh, last month. Now, um, you you just you look so comfortable when you're doing it, and I know you've said, and like you said, that the moves are much smaller than you know the Irish dance that we know, which kind of brings me to our overall theme of this podcast, <laughs> which is injuries, because yes, um, I, I I've kind kind of started to realize that, um, you know, well, first of all, if you if you're an adult Irish dancer and you're injured, first of all, you are definitely not alone. Um, no. <laughs> and it, it sounds like a lot of our struggles as adult Irish dancers with injuries are mental and even more than the physical. Um, but you you have come back from an injury. Um, tell us a little bit about that. And, and was it I don't even remember. Was it Irish dance related or no? Which one? I mean, (laughs) I have injured myself several times, unfortunately. Um, 
the the worst one um, was not Irish dance related. Um, I grew up uh, in athletics, and I had injured my knee in high school, and come to find out, I had been tearing my ACL <gasps> when I was in oh, my late twenties. I totally ruptured my ACL, so I had to have. Um, surgery to repair it okay and from there you know more surgeries followed because arthritis which anytime you have surgery on a joint you're going to end up with arthritis it's just how your bones work when you when I had that the first surgery within two years I was back in surgery because I had torn um one meniscus Two years later, I had torn the other meniscus, and my final surgery, my fourth surgery, was when I was 34 years old, and I had um, such advanced arthritis that it was bone on bone, which is, that's, you know, catastrophic, but I had a really good surgeon, and they did some cutting-edge surgery, and I don't have a knee replacement. I'm 56 years old. Oh. That surgery bought me 23 years. And it's, it, you know, yes, it hurts because I am back at the point where I'm bone on bone. Yeah. But my big thing in recovering from injuries is you need to find good doctors. Um, you know, some people poo-poo dancers as you're not athletes. I beg to differ because I've been both. No, we are. Yes. And well, my husband and I used to joke about with Elena, yeah, like you're an athlete. And then I started doing it and it's like, yep, she's an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you need to go to sports medicine doctors, um, orthopedic surgeons that specialize in sports injuries because these are injuries from athletic endeavors. Yeah. So, you know, that's important. Um, finding physical therapists that understand that, yes, you suffered an injury and that you need to recover from it so that you can go back to doing, you need to be fully functioning. Yeah. But even in Irish dance, we have to be mindful that, yes, we need our quads to be very strong. We need, you know, our calves to be very strong. But you need your hamstrings to be strong yep. so that they're not of, out of balance with your quads. Because once you get everything in balance, injuries can be avoided. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've rolled my ankle I don't know how many times, and I avoided surgery because I went to physical therapists that understood how to rehab from a posterior tibial tendon uh, strain. Yeah, and so, so do you find that being a nurse practitioner and having a history in the medical field, do you feel like that helps your dancing because you have an understanding of what's going on? Yes and no. Um, it does because I understand, you know, the underlying structures in the body. Yeah. Um, I am actually sort of recovering from a ligament strain Oof. that has nothing to do with Irish dance, but it affects my dance. Well, yeah, Exactly. So, you know, it's one of those things I've had to lay off the gym because I realized that I was out of balance. Yeah. I have to let that heal up and then go back into the gym and redo all my workouts. Yeah. So, but being a nurse practitioner, I have 
I mean, I have a relationship with medical people and I can pick their brains and get good resources for, you know, um, physical therapy people, for surgeons, for um, just sports medicine doctors. Yeah. That, you know, I find invaluable. What would you tell uh, adult Irish dancers who are trying to prevent injury or coming back from an injury? Because I feel like it's it's either one or the other. We all know that our bodies do not keep up with our enthusiasm for Irish dance. So as a nurse <laughs> practitioner and as an Irish dancer, what would you tell mm-hmm. other Irish adult Irish dancers about taking care of themselves and coming back from injury? Well, you need to exercise, not just Irish dance. You need to be in the gym, you know, lifting weights, doing cardio. That's important just, you know, for anybody, but it's especially important for a dancer. The other thing I would say is you need to eat right and you need to stay out of your own way. By that, I mean, you, I mean, when you have an injury, you said it, it gets in your head. Yes. You need to go back and find that passion. And just dance because you love to dance. Not You don't need to you know, go out on the floor and say, oh, geez, I could get hurt. You could get hurt stepping off the curb. True story. You, True. You, I mean, you don't, you, you, you could do nothing. I've pulled a hamstring laying in bed. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, you, you made a comment about klutzy dancers and it's like, that's me. Yeah, um, no, no I, but- I, I get it. I'm calamity Jen. I, I, and when you said that stepping off, a, I can't tell you how many times I've rolled my ankle stepping off a curb. And then it affects, right. you feel stupid and then it affects your dancing and it affects you mentally. Right. It's really hard. Yeah, and it really is. And that's the biggest thing is you have to, yeah, you could get hurt, but you can either sit on the sidelines and think about, okay, I could have done this. Or you can say, I'm going to do what I love, and if I get hurt, that's why we have talented health professionals to take care of me. Oh, Patty, I needed to hear this so bad because on Monday I was practicing for the upcoming fest this weekend and mm-hmm. I, I absolutely rolled my ankle. You get it. If you are an expert on ankle rolling, like, you know, when it's serious and when it's not. And this mm-hmm. was not mm-hmm. serious at all. But, you know, it hurts a little bit. But all week I've been like, man, if I right. don't compete on Saturday, I'm going to be mad at myself. If I compete mm-hmm. and do badly, I'm going to be mad at myself. If I right. you know, compete and hurt myself, I'll be mad at myself. So I figured I should just, now I should just do it. Because like you said, you I should just do it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I needed to hear that so bad because I, I have been hemming and hawing all freaking week over it. It's driving me crazy, but I needed to hear that from you, Patty. At, at my age, I don't even try to keep up with the teenagers. In some ways, I can, you know, outlast them because, you know, I I just can because I work out every day. But in another way, I can't because I know the limitations of my knee. Yeah. And I know there is no way I am going to be able to leap like those kids do. Sure. I don't even try anymore. I've given up. I do my thing. And that's got to be good enough. It is good enough. Yes. You have to accept a different level of what you perceive as perspective perfection. Oh, Patty, I need you to write all this on like a a big framed canvas for my house because these are all the things I think we need to hear because you're right. We hold ourselves to a standard that, you know, we cannot get there anymore. 
Right. And that's just it. You, you know, as you age, you have to, you just change. Yeah. Your body changes. Your dance has to change. And it's okay. Like you said, it, it has to be good enough. I love that. Patty, you are so inspirational. I love Patty. Pat, I'm going to miss Patty so much when I leave. Patty, um, thank you so much for being on this week's it was episode. My pleasure. It was, it was great. And we, it's funny because we don't get to talk a lot during class. So I was really no. excited just to talk to you on the phone, like uh, one-on-one. <laughs> so this was awesome. Patty, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. You are so welcome. We're going to miss you dearly. Oh, stop it. I'm in denial. I'm not crying yet. I'm not crying. Okay. Not yet, but not we yet. will make you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Patty. You're welcome, honey. Talk to you later. You're listening to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Welcome back to the Adult Irish Dancers Podcast. Huge thank you to Patty McClanahan. She is actually one of my adult Irish dancers um, here in Michigan. And it, I just, I value her opinion so much because she started as an adult and she has worked through injuries and, you know, she runs, she works out and she works in the medical field. So, you know, she was a wonderful person to talk to today. And I think so many of the things she said will resonate with me personally and hopefully you too. And I think I think she's convinced me to compete tomorrow at the upcoming FESH. Um, I'm really hoping I don't psych myself out. I think we're, we're all the same in that way. We're our own worst enemies. You know, it, nobody else has to know you were ever injured. Nobody has to know that you're nervous. But you know, we live in our heads and that can be the toughest place to be. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna tape up and, and do my two dances. And because if, if you don't, you know, you're gonna be mad at yourself. And I, I don't want to be mad at myself. So uh, thank you, Patty. It was such a great interview. And uh, thank you for listening to the Adult Irish Dancers podcast. It's so great having you all here for our fourth episode. I look forward to talking to you next week. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at adultirishdancepodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Adult Irish Dancers podcast. You can also uh, shoot me an email. We talked about injuries today. If there is a topic you want to us to tackle here on the podcast. I would love to hear from you. We've already gotten some great feedback. We've got great guest book for the upcoming weeks. You can email me at info at adultirishdancepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining me and I'll talk to you next week. My name is Caitlin. I'm 31 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Chris. I'm 45 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I'm Erica. I'm 30 years old and I'm an adult Irish dancer. Hi, my name is Patty. I'm 56 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Marcel. I am 47 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. My name is Grace. I'm 28 years old, and I'm an adult Irish step dancer. My name is Eva. I'm 38 years old, and I'm an adult Irish dancer. I am Rachel. I'm 35 years old, and I am an adult Irish dancer. Check us out online and connect with us at adultirishdancepodcast.com. 